Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach as we create this new metal canon, one album at a time. This week, we are talking about a band that was not recommended to us, but showed up on a good old list. And we love a list. And, you know, this album just, we, we had never heard of this band. The band is called Slave Machine, a name we had never heard and now we'll never forget. <laughs> and that name was an instant woof. Matt, you're right on that. It was a situation where we said, we got to know more about the people that did this. <laughs> That's what we needed to know. So we're listening to their album, Disfigured Consciousness. Um, Jenny, you and I spent a week with this album, and now we're ready to tell the tale. And um, what a tale it is. What a uh, tale indeed. Yeah. Um, to start us off, Jenny, when did this album come out? Uh, now, something you should know about Slave Machine is that there's not a lot about these, oh, I would not call them boys, <laughs> these men um, <laughs> on the internet. But as far as I can tell, this album was released on September 21st, 2004. That would be a uh, come down record. Indeed. Indeed a come down record, Matt. In researching this band... I'm just going to be upfront with you. Songmeanings.com, they got nothing. Songlyrics.com, they got nothing. Lyrics.com, nothing. Bandsbetalking.com, nothing. If you want lyrics to this album, you need to sit down and transcribe that shit yourself. <laughs> and you know what? I did my best. I wrote down a lot. Of, most of my notes are lyrics because I was just like, what is this guy saying? What's going on? But there's no no lyrics, so we just have to sort of just listen hard on what these songs might be about. But we did not have to listen hard at all. We just had to read a couple places to find out that this band, they got drama. Drama? Truly. It's like Housewives level drama. So I'm here for it. Yeah. If if you like drama, Slave Machine is your band. We'll get into Well, I mean, we'll get right into it. So Jenny, who's in Slave Machine? <laughs> Oh, Lauren, I thought you'd never ask. This is such a fraught question. So at the time of this album's release, the people who were in the band playing actively and out were Ryan Taylor on vocals, Rodney Young on guitars and backing vocals, Thomas Wise on guitars, Kevin Reeves on bass, and Mike Perrazzo on drums. However... What we're about to listen to, all songs on the CD were performed by Eric Vandervoort, Aaron Xavier, Lee Whitfield, Jimmy Johnson, and of course, still Ryan Taylor on vocals. So Ryan Taylor sticks around for the entire life cycle of Slave Machine, uh, but something happens and the people who were originally in the band who made this CD, who had been around since the beginning, they all walked. Ooh. The only remaining member 
Ryan Taylor on vocals. He brings in all these other dudes. And then they uh, embark on what I understand to be a, an aggressive touring schedule. Now, the reason that they quit, you get a couple reasons. Uh, and our sources for these reasons are incredible. <laughs> I did not call anybody in Slave Machine. I'll tell you that right now. No phone call. But reasons uh, range from the rest of the band quit because they weren't up for the aggressive new touring schedule to our boy Ryan Taylor having lead singer disease. Oh, so lead singer disease. Is that where they become an insufferable prick and treat everybody like absolute garbage? It does seem that way. That seems to be um, what is insinuated. We'll dig into some of these comments because they're very interesting to read. And also the location of where they can be found is also fun to find, fun to talk about. <laughs> so we'll, because, um, you know, you find you find some places and you think, well, I'll go to, you know, metalmash.com and there'll be an interview with somebody. But these guys, they decided to take a different route, put their comments on the roads, perhaps a little less traveled. Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub.com. It's yes. all, That's right. It's all yep. on Pornhub. All on Pornhub. You know, they're like, uh, underneath this video of a three-way, I got to talk to you about what really happened in Slave Machine. Well, speaking of Pornhub, this this album cover. Yes. Um, we have, and this is what really brought us to this. Now, uh, the the album is called Disfigured Consciousness. I'm not sure if we oh. said that. Probably we did. <laughs> But the album cover, first of all, the Slave Machine logo has some tribal above it, which really takes you back to the time. And the album cover is uh, a woman's open mouth. Her tongue is stuck out. She looks to have a labray piercing and her tongue pierced a few times and her septum as well. And there's a chain I think we're meant to believe that she's hanging from it or something, but it just looks like they're kind of dangling a little chain in her mouth. Um, and then we have disfigured consciousness and some sort of a scripty font. Um, it's pretty dumb. Wow. <laughs> just say it. It's very 2004. 2004. If I've ever seen 2004 on a, on a CD cover or, I mean, even like this could, you tell me this is 98. I say, you're right. Jesus, Jesus, this cover. This is, uh, hey, Matt, you don't know Photoshop, do you? No. Well, I'm holding this gun to your head until you make me an album cover in PowerPoint. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a bold move to put what would normally be called a tramp stamp on the front of your cover. That's That's what I get from that design over the Slave Machine logo. Also... It's stylized on the record as one word, slave machine, but online it tends to be two words. I am going to stick with the canon of one word. While we were searching for this, Jenny, you pointed out there is another band called Slave Machine, amazingly enough. <laughs> that's, yes. that someone else was like, yep, this great name. I need it too. <laughs> Got a double they, tip. Yeah. They, and they actually, uh, they have some elements of new. I listened to a little bit of what they were doing. We've definitely got screams and we've got smooth boys so perhaps in the future we'll be visiting another another band that decided to be called slave machine 
Um, could not find anything about um, why they chose this name, um, besides it being great, I guess, is, is the general reason. Um, perfect and name. Perfect name. Um, as Jenny did point out, yeah, the album cover really hits you with that. When you open it up inside, um, that's right. I've got a physical copy, you guys. How did you I got do it. that? How did I do this, Matt? I went to my best friend, Metal Jeff, on eBay. Metal Jeff with one F. And Metal Jeff hooked me up for a sweet $5.05. Well done, Metal Jeff. Metal Jeff, he knew he knew what he needed to do. Now, is the condition of this jewel case top-notch? No, it is not. It's falling apart. It's cracked. It's missing missing the top. It's, you know, it's a whole thing. But I got I got the full slave machine experience here you open it up we get a collage of pierced what we can only call pierced bondage hottie and this could be the same lady this could be multiple ladies but we've got ball gags we've got you know the whole noir leather look um taped nipples with uh fishnet top over it chains harnesses um, also shot in this black and white with color splashed here and there to make it more stark. You open it up, then there's uh, another lady in the leather outfit thing with crimped hair, uh, who I think is a different, it's got to be a different lady than the lady in these pictures than the lady on the front cover. So these guys are just like, every lady you got. She's got facial piercings, she's wearing the leather, send us the pics. Um, and then... You take you you so you're like okay I got it a lot of hotties then you take the CD out underneath that Boosh. tape nipples bullet belt big bullets those are giant those are like tank bullets uh, a very interesting arm tattoo on this woman um it looks like two moons kissing two half moons kissing does that mean anything is that is that from something I mean I I don't know I don't know All either right. All right. didn't want this to devolve into moon talk. Um, so yeah, so really the vibe here with hot ladies bondage and also just tons of electrical tape for nipples there, the electrical tape budget for this album art was off the charts. I mean, well, they were just going through a ton of, it. you know, I will say, I know we'll get there, but looking at the photos of these guys, like the likelihood that one of them is just an electrician, is very high. Very high. <laughs> so they may have just had it around. He's an electrician with a thing for suicide girls. That's all yes, we're or, You know, perhaps it looks like one of them could work at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the chains came from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Get that employee discount. Right. You might find him on a, one of the handyman sites ready to go. He's going to haggle you a little bit, but he's the work will be good. The work will be good. You'll recommend him to friends. Now, they do not label these photos of the band, so we don't know if these are the guys who are in Slave Machine now, the guys who were. I'm assuming these are the guys who are in Slave Machine now, or now being when this record was released. That's what I would assume, too. Yeah, but none of them are labeled, so it's, it's your... I mean, you just basically, you just got to go, okay, this guy's holding drumsticks. That must be Mike. So, <laughs> that's that's how that works. Yeah, and we'll... um. I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about I guess basically I went on Amazon.com, popular website. I've heard of it. There's three reviews for the album, um, and the first is from Frankenchrist, who gave it three out of five stars and said, "Not a bad piece of work." 
So this North Carolina agro metal outfit has already garnished the attention of fans in their local club circuit, and they recently got attention of Adam Grayer, who's responsible for the Jaeger Music Program. After gaining exposure by sharing the stage with the likes of Anthrax, Lacuna Coil, and Moto, well, I think they mean Moto Grader, but they could put Motor Grader. Slave Machine are set to unleash their fury on the world with their major label debut, Disfigured Consciousness. This release is like a combination of The Disturbed, Big Catholic Guilt, and Slaves on Dope. The rock backdrop provides the chunky beats, and the guitars follow suit with accurate synchronizations. The vocals have a seedy, sultry vibe in between anthemic screams and choruses. Their hefty sound works well with the downtrodden bass lines, but doesn't sound too mushy or too cramped. It is, in essence, Hard rock with a darkened edge that throbs like a heartbeat, making any person who listens to it succumb to the potential catchiness. Sort of like Disturbed, but without those unwanted, annoying, monkey-like screams. This band certainly has something going for them, and the sweet smell of success is just around the corner for them. Now, you guys, on the one hand, I'm like, well, this is a plant. But on the other hand, they (laughs) rated it three out of five. (laughs) Yes. I am at a loss here, you guys. This is the ultimate psyop, really. Hey, man, I need you to go in, and I need you to be very, very positive. But, like, leave a three. (laughs) Well, okay, I guess I can do that. No, you're going to do it. I'm the lead singer. Uh, There we go. Jenny, what do you think? Plant or real? Uh, I think it's real. Let's see what this is on this person's public profile. Yeah, let's let's dig into Frank and Christ. All right. So Frank 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 and Christ. Frank and Christ still very active as recent as May 11th, 2021. They bought a c- controller for Nintendo Switch. Five stars. Great quality oh. for a reasonable price. Um, <laughs> they also purchased on October 26, 2020. Van Holten's Real Pickle Brine Pickleback Mixer. Uh, five stars, verified purchase. Perfect for picklebacks. Uh, they bought in October 26th as well. Same day, uh, Torgi Sports Polarized Sunglasses for men, women, flexible frame cycling. They're like the kind that like wrap around your head and are like neon colors on the glasses. Kenny Powers glasses. Yes. Uh, five stars, supremely comfortable. Um, on, uh, this is very creepy. On August oh 17, 2020, they bought Bronco Billy's Beef Jerky Old Country One Pound Resealable Bag. Five stars, quality beef jerky. <laughs> and all of the reviews are like really in depth. Um, they also bought some freezer packs. Five stars, small package, but still keep things close. They bought another pair of polarized polarized glasses in August. They're dedicated um, to these glasses. Oh, five star, perfect for night driving. Oh, a lumbar support pillow for a chair in August of 2020 as well. <laughs> Simple but effective. Five stars. They're really giving a lot of like five star stuff. Um, they got a universal FM transmitter, a scooter, a mongoose. Use scooter four out of five stars. Review the manual. Uh, yes, my only complaint is that the manual mentions that you need four safety washers with pictures. However, after trying to reach the manufacturer, they explain that they only need two. So I'm gonna say this person is real, just based on <laughs> my quick detective work of I think the other you're right. that they I've... reviewed. Wow. Well, there you go. And we've got that review. 
And then underneath that one, and then we'll dive into the record, I promise, is a review from Aaron, slave to base, Xavier. <laughs> slave to this base. And uh, he wrote, as the bass player on this album, is how he headed uh, this. Uh, this is from July 7, 2006. He rated this album three, three out star. of five. <laughs> there you go. Uh, first off, as it has been several years since I left the band, I felt this would be the best forum to explain what actually exactly happened to the rest of the band and clarify a few things. This is the best forum. Amazon <laughs> reviews. Perfect. Aaron, love and respect. Uh, Eric Guitars, Lee Drums, and I played all the music on this album. Unlike the credits in the CD liner, which lists Ryan and Slave Machine Part 2 as the songwriters and artists, we played, sang, and recorded everything you hear on this disc, but elected not to stay with the band due to numerous internal disagreements, namely between us and Ryan. After much debate, we all went our separate ways, and Ryan decided to carry on with the Slave Machine moniker. One thing to note, this album, our contract, our Jägermeister and Morley sponsorships, all of it was a result of four guys busting their humps for three years and building a decent following. Too bad one of us, I'm sure you can guess who, decided that it would be better to carry on the Slave Machine name and drive it into the ground. I'm the lead Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the cutout bin, smiley face emoji. Whoa. In closing, in closing, I'm not bitter. Just glad that people can check out the CD, appreciate it, or slag it for what it's worth and knew exactly how things went down and then he wrote he wrote slave machine but he misspelled it so it says salve machine uh was ryan eric lee and myself after that i'm not sure what the fans were treated to but from what i've read and heard secondhand it was one big disappointment after another aaron Mm. Mm. Um, that's an amazon got him (laughs) I think we can all agree that if this podcast ever falls apart and we have a falling out, I will definitely head right to the Amazon comments of a random product and say, this seems like the right place to talk about what happened on Roach Coach. But you'll spell it like Ratchkotch. Ratchkotch. Yeah. Ratchkotch. Yeah. I decided to do a little bit of this research you did, Jenny, and uh, Aaron has not reviewed any other products on Amazon.com. All right. So there you go. Um, well, at least we know. Well, he should look into those polarized sunglasses. That's all I'm saying. I mean, great for a night drive. Hey. Good to know for us, you know? Big night drivers um, over here. We are. We are. All right. Shocked I'm saying it, but let's take a listen to some of these tracks. All right. Up first, we've got Another Way to Die.
I shouldn't fucking be surprised because there's so many chains on this album that I would be so heavily changed by this album. That was tough for me too, Matt. Oh, I don't enjoy it. Detectives, detectives, social detective Nas. I gave you all the clues. I gave you all the clues. You did. You're the guy from Saw. <laughs> you sick freak. Jigsaw, how could you? Oh, yeah. There's a chain a coming out of her mouth. I gave you all the clues. This is yes. the most potent metaphor for this album, how it sounds. <laughs> the chain's coming out of her mouth. Yeah. We were instantly yeah. changed. Oh, Jenny, how did you do? How are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm all right. You know, what's what's the toughest part about this is before we get changed, not a bad start. No. no. I'm no. like, all right. And I then I that. went, oh, no. How dare you? But, you know, Lauren, you're right. It's right fucking there. <laughs> the call was coming from inside the house. I was call. sitting next to the person making the call, and I was like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> so, pretty bad. Pretty bad. This song just made me say, oh boy, what are we in for? A lot of episodes of Very Cantrell is what we're in for. Uh, and perfect timing is, as we record this, Jerry Cantrell's new record, new solo record, did drop yesterday. I have Boggy Depot 2. Boggy. I think Boggy Depot 3 at this point. It's like his third solo record. I don't know. In any event, I am an Alice in Chains fan, as we have established on the show. But because I have deep love and respect for both of you, when I put this album on and the changing changing happened, I went, oh no. And I immediately texted Jenny, but it was too late. (laughs) I said, Jenny, and she said, and you said, so I started Slave Machine. And it was like, no. Wait, no, I couldn't warn you. It's I couldn't all right. warn you. There was no time. It's, I wrote Mega Chainsing in my notes, but we got the riff and we got that scream. It's certainly rocking. In ways, it is a hot open by the definition, but it has a heavy chainsing. So where you stand on that is kind of going to determine whether or not this is your thing. Lyrically, everybody wants a piece of me. Everyone's going after this guy to a point where he's he can't even die normal. He's got to find another way. That's the best I could do, you guys. <laughs> like I was just like, I don't know. I mean, this is is very certainly aggressive. It's going for it. And then to my shock and surprise, there's a music video. Jenny, you just watched this music video. I did I watched it with Sweet Mitchell. As we uh, ate our breakfast. You know, he made me French toast today. Oh, it was really good. Great. So that's I just want to say, shout out that French toast. If you ever get a chance, eat it. And I <laughs> treated him to this video. So <laughs> it was tough. And I will say the first thing that came out of his mouth when it started was, oh, these guys are definitely local talent. <laughs> um, which is the sickest burn from the 90 Day Fiance universe. One of the women has a boyfriend who is a very popular musician in uh, the country that he's from. And they get into a fight and she goes, you're local talent. 
I said, that's a got him. Wow. That is a world so, class got that is, that is a nuclear got him. I don't know how truly, you... Yeah, I don't truly. Truly. Uh, and so Mitch did deliver that to the Slave Machine video. It's... It looks like they're playing like, he was like, is this the machine shop? And I was thinking, is this the token lounge? Like, it just looks like any number of rock club. These guys look like they work in the trades. They they don't, you know, sometimes you see dudes in a band and you're like, yeah, these guys look like they're in a band. These guys look like they're in a band on the weekends. This is very much like I had a manager when I worked in, in self-storage who gigged on the weekends he didn't want anybody to find out, but of course I like <laughs> fucking Googled the shit out of him and found a bunch of stuff, but very much that vibe. The singer. One of the most incredible entrances ever. Cause I, I, I don't think I'd really studied the lyric notes to see what he looked like. So I was just like, what's this guy look like? What's his whole vibe? Cause also I'd read all of the various things where people accuse him of lead singer disease and all this stuff like that. So I'm like, well, let's just see what he's like. His entrance I'm watching this video, by the way, in silence (laughs) over here Uh, because I don't need I don't need to hear it to know what's going on. (laughs) Go ahead. This entrance. This entrance is incredible. He because like you said, Jenny, the rest of the band is dressed. I want to say they're dressed very rock show. You know, we've got some tanks. We've got some, you know, wallet chain action. But you know they're they're looking they're looking ready to rock. Not a lot of layers more than anything. Because when you're up on that stage, and we've all been up on that stage, you layer up too much, you sweat your brains out. So you gotta you gotta be aware that you know you don't need that many layers when you're up on stage. Uh, Ryan, he likes them layers, so he rolls out in a button up, but it doesn't have a jacket on top of the button up, and he's wearing Matrix sunglasses. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. I couldn't believe it when it came out. And then the video does cut between some other performances at some other venues where he's a little more stripped down, but he does have some of that leather action going on, mirroring the the, the look of the of the liner notes. But that look at the beginning of the video is so striking. I mean it does it, it reminds me of that look though of that late nineties like like t- everything's just a little too baggy. And you, for whatever reason, you're over layering it up. And then, yeah, and then those Matrix sunglasses. That's, this is a full Matrix look. Like, but, you know, like I'm a bigger body. So if I were to go get Matrix clothing, it wouldn't look right on me because a skin tight Matrix. So then it's just like, just let it fill out a little bit. So then it's just blousy Matrix clothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that, I mean, that was the look of the Matrix, right? Everybody just sort of blousing around oh, out there, right? Just, just, just oh, just flappy arms and, and just loose sides. Definitely not a slim cut to be found on the Matrix. Oh, no. um, yeah, um, it is also yeah, it's all live performance, so they are attempting to sync the track um, to the live performance, and at a certain point, it seems like they're just sort of like good enough good enough we, we did what we could um but yeah it's but I, like i said it was it was not I, I didn't find this easily um but also the other thing is that every time you are going into your browser and typing in the word slave machine and hoping you're not put on a list somewhere so um quite quite a video 
as far as I know, the only video. If there are other videos, let us know. <laughs> but uh, that was the only video that we were able to find. Um, Jenny, any final thoughts on, on the uh, Another Way to Die video? Uh, I was just very... I don't know what I expected when I heard so much about how this dude was like the fucking lead singer, but he just, <sighs> I just felt for the women on this album artwork even more than I had before when I saw this guy and I was like, Oh, if he's that kind of like ego driven lead singer kind of guy you know he was involved in directing that and just made me want to barf um well let, let me I, I will dig through the liner notes here but i mean there is a there's a strong possibility that this is um i mean this i actually think this photo of the woman um not the woman uh, underneath the cd but the woman on the um inside the liner notes with the crimped hair i mean she might be a, a stock photo I hope so. You hope there's, you know, I just hope so. Well, anyway, let's anyway. listen to another song. Uh, this one is called Taking Away. Taking Away. <laughs> so more chainsing happening hardcore uh, chainsing hardcore chainsing i will say lyrically i'm just left to my own devices of you know listening just listening hard but i mean this band is solid i don't think they're bad i think just it's it's really all about your chainsing aspect of things lyrically i wasn't really hit with anything like overly like offensive or crazy or wild which i think is both a plus and a minus a plus in that you could probably get away with playing this in the car with your mom, honestly. But a minus in that it's not that interesting. Actually, the most interesting part of the song is at the end when a voiceover starts reading someone's report card. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This gave me Godsmack. Oh, yeah. Godsmack without the raining body parts of Sully's autobiography. Yeah, it It is one of those things, though, where also you listen to this and you hear someone doing basically like a, a Sully-esque move. And you realize, love it or hate it, Sully's got it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that that has been that has really been the learning experience of a lot of the albums we've been doing on the show over the past few years is is hearing these less popular bands and being like, why did these guys not hit and these other guys do? And sometimes you just realize there's that it thing. It's an intangible. You can't make it. You can't create it. It just is or is not. 
Sully has it. That is true. All right. All right. Up next, we've got Shamed. Listen, you guys, sometimes you just got to take your hand, you got to form it into a fist, and you got to pump it to some quality butt rock. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I was like, I got I got no notes on this one. You guys? I take that back. I do have a note, which is dark riffing. But otherwise, <laughs> this is a fist... <laughs> This is a I love proper. your notes so fucking much. Dark, Dark Riffin. Riffin. Dark oh. Riffin. And uh, I was just like, they're just, they're, this is a full on butt crack for miles, but it's unashamed. It's, despite being called shamed, it's unashamed to be what it is. And uh, I, I enjoyed it for the butt rock of it all. You know, I felt this, it made sense sequencing wise. I was like, yeah, all right. Speak your butt rock truth. You will not be shamed. Jenny, what do you think of shamed? I thought it was all right. Definitely butt rock, but somehow I enjoyed it more than the other songs that we've heard so far. But for sure, just a solidly butt dark griffin time. <laughs> the dark griffin and the dark crack of the butt. That's right. That's right. Matt, how do you feel about shamed? You know what? I was listening to it and I was like, this is a very good amalgamation of very established styles. But it isn't plowing any new ground. I was like, this is very good local talent. Yeah, I I totally get this band getting like a local following. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, for one, we didn't even talk about this. Producer on this record, Chris Hill. Never heard of him. But this record sounds good. This record does not sound... Amateurish you know, at all. Amateurish at all. Mm-mm, not at all. Now, um, Jenny, you had pointed out that this is actually the second version of this album that was released. That they released another version 
that was through an independent, I guess, the self-release situation with a different album cover, much more disturbing. It's like a mutating face. Yeah, it looks like a face that has like skin over it. Like it's like it has like double skin and it's ripping apart or something. Which you hate to have happen. <laughs> the double skin rip apart just uh, tough just like, times. Tough no, times for it's all. No good. And so this was reviewed by roughedge.com, which if you haven't been there in a while, they haven't been there in a while. They have not updated. Real heavy um geosities vibes to this website and i do not want them to update ever um and jenny did you want to do you want to just give us a a, uh, this is a quick review do you want to just give us this quick review yeah uh all right it says four guitars (laughs) four guitars like very pixelated guitars when good music hits you the impact is immediate When I first heard Slave Machine, I was totally and instantly blown away by the sheer scope and intensive depth of this band. I was listening to the CD and checking out the photos of the musicians on the CD insert, and the two just don't jive. These dudes seem too young to create such excellent music. Each tune on this 10-track CD is totally different from any other, yet each one is wonderfully crafted metal song that literally leaps from the player into your ears. This shit rocks from start to finish. The entire presentation is fresh and alive. From the name of the band on the CD art to production, it all comes together to form this nearly perfect CD. Slave Machine is the real deal. No bullshit, no filler, no hype. Just in your face, no compromise metal with loads of attitude above everything else. This band simply rocks. Simply rocks. Simply rocks. And as you mentioned, Jenny, he did give it the highest rating that roughedge.com can give, which is four guitars out of four. And in case you're wondering what the rating scale means and how it works, there's a rating guide underneath. Uh, Four stars, a classic. This record will kick your ass. Three guitars, killer. Not a classic, but it will rock your world. Two guitars, so-so, you've heard better. One guitar, pretty bad, might make a nice coaster. And a man taking a shit, self-explanatory, just the sight of the cover makes you want to hurl. Wow. I love, I didn't notice upon like, you know, Lauren found this and sent me an email and said, for the rating system alone, worth checking out. And I looked at it on my phone and I, I somehow missed the pooping man. I didn't notice that till I opened it up my old browser here. But wow, wow, wow. Love it. I love just that he's sitting there. He's like, what about half a guitar? And he's like, no, no, no. Thing worse than a person. <laughs> the person, one guitar is a shitting man. We need a shitting man for this. All right. So, I mean, I... I haven't dug in to see if they've give, if uh, roughedge.com has given any shitting man ratings, um, but I'll let you know if I find anything. All right. Up next, we've got Crazy. Look at me 
Pretty straight ahead rocker. Very Godsmack. Yep. Very Godsmack. I wrote that twice. Crunching it up. People say I'm a bit insane, which I guess means that you're crazy. What is truly crazy about this song is that it ends, and then they said, let's just start this fucker back up again. Let's just start playing this whole song again from the beginning. And then, yeah, and then they basically just start this. I mean, the song is done. They've run it through. We got it. And then they're just like, we're just going to start the song again and just redo it all over again. And that is truly crazy. That was when I was like, okay, asked and answered on how crazy you actually are. This one's fine. I mean, once again, yeah, very Godsmack. Jenny? Agreed. Very Godsmack. I feel like I I understand what we're getting here. And it reminded me, uh, I I don't know where else this show may have aired, but in the Detroit area, there was a sports radio drive time show called Dominsky and Doyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I loved, (laughs) hell yeah. I listened to Dominsky and Doyle every single day. Uh, I loved it. I don't know, like, not been captured by a show like that before or since, but I love Davinsky and Doyle. And I don't consider you an avid sports fan. I don't, I might be Absolutely wrong. Absolutely not. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, certainly not. I mean, whatever. I don't like hate, I'm not like, ew, sports, I hate them, but I don't give a fuck about them at all. And there was a, like, their sound engineer or someone that was on that show, this person named Rudy. When it's in a band called Mind Candy, and they'd always talk about how he was the lead singer of Mind Candy, and Mind Candy had like a show on the weekend, and this is exactly what I imagined Mind Candy would sound like. And I looked up Mind Candy, and it actually said that they're new metal, so maybe we should do Mind Candy someday. Time to do Mind Candy. I have not listened to Mind Candy ever, but this is just... When I heard this, the first thing I thought was like, this is what I imagined that band would sound like. Because it's just sort of like, it's not bad. It's definitely, like you said, you can see how they were able to like amass a local following. They're from North Carolina, you know, so you can you can imagine that they'd be able to like run that scene. It's not overly saturated necessarily, um, but it is like pretty, it's generic it feels like it borrows from a lot of different things, but it, it doesn't ever make itself something of its own, you know, so far, at least. Maybe later in the album it will. I don't Perhaps. know. Give too much away. Mm. But, uh, yeah. That's where I am with this. Uh, Matt, are you crazy? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> what do you think of this one? You know, I it is fine. It is exactly what it is supposed to be. And at the same time, it's this this feels like a dream. Like, we're going to fucking do it, guys. We're going to make that record, and we're going to get it out there. And in that sense, they did it. But I hear this, and I go, but this isn't, there's nothing about this that makes me go, fuck yeah, slave machine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, fuck yeah, that band. You know, (laughs) it's just like, I don't know how to put that into words. That doesn't make me sound like the most shitty person. But there isn't anything about this that makes me feel like this is special. It isn't. It's just like, this is very good. But there isn't an X factor to this that makes me go, holy shit. Like you would have when you first heard Godsmack or even... When you first heard Alice in Chains, where it's like, oh, shit, 
holy, this is new at this point. This is a well-trod road. And I'm like, yeah, they did a good job. But man, oh man, this song is just A-OK. Um, a r- quick update on roughedge.com. Uh, this site is still extremely active. <laughs> they are reviewing albums right now. Uh, they reviewed the new Spirit Box record. They reviewed the new Dead album. Yeah, these boys are still going, and they have literally thousands of reviews in their uh, archives um of bands a lot of bands i never heard of just skipping around though um i mean they aren't they aren't stingy about throwing that four stars let me just tell you that much i've yet to find a pooping man though i have yet to find one i'm just sort of skimming the archives and um i haven't haven't seen one so if anyone wants to dig in roughedge.com let me know if you guys find a review that got um they got the pooping man because now i'm curious Oh, I just want to let you know, they do issue half guitars. Oh, they do? Because I looked up to see if they had reviewed any Limp Biscuit records, and they have. Okay. Chocolate Starfish got two and a half guitars, so did Results May Vary. Significant Other got three and a half guitars, so you can okay. get a half guitar. You can get a half guitar. Yes. But if you get no guitars, it's be- you know what, though? It makes sense, because if you're taking a shit, you can't hold a guitar, even half of one. Mm-mm. That's just. I mean, facts. I guess if you just had like, let's say the stick part of the guitar, <laughs> <laughs> the stick part, the stick as part? we call it the in the biz. Part? Yeah, yep. The stick. yep, 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 yep. That's no, it. the Love old the stick, stick part. part. The old stick the part. Stick just part. run your hands up right. and down the stick part, shredding <laughs> that stick part. <laughs> yep. Oh man, yeah, he was born to shred that stick part. That stick <laughs> part. Really- Claire, uh, Jenny, you are clearly sir- married to someone who has guitars. Because oh you, you, you know all the terminology. You could build a cabin out of all the sticks, <laughs> all the stick parts we got in our house. All right. Okay. Up next, we've got humility. see this at home obviously this is an audio format but matt you did snake arms and we've done a lot of snake arms in the history of this show yep but that was and i think jenny will agree with me the most pained snake arms that we've ever seen you do yeah um you generally when you're doing a snake arm there is a tranquil 
tone to your facial expression. Correct. So you I am. I am in a trance. You're in a trance, which is causing your body to take on the features of a snake. Correct. In this case, though, while you have gone snake arms, it seems like you are not tranquil in that you are aware that you've become possessed and you're afraid. Yeah, I'm not happy walk about this possession. The, walk us through this feeling. You know, uh, you want to feel it? No, 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 Yep. It definitely had a, uh, there's a place in France where the naked ladies dance feel. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. There's a hole in the wall? There's a hole yeah, in the wall? My the, understanding the is that is where the men see it all. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Oh, boy. Um, You want to feel it. What a question. <laughs> Fucking children. Uh, Why? What? Why were we singing that as kids? I haven't thought about that since I was too young to have been singing it, I think. You know, you, everyone's got to have their first song they sing um, about a glory hole. They just have to have one at some point, right? That's so, true. I'll yeah. have to go sing that to Sophie when we're done here. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what do you think of humility? I don't know. I I think what Matt said about this not being special, and I know that might sound mean, but I feel that way. Like, this is totally fine. It's totally fine. It's just, it, it made me laugh more than anything. I think just because of having the context of, like, what was going on in this band and imagining them fighting and then going up and, you want to feel it? Like... I don't know. It just made me laugh. Um, again, like you said, it sounds very good, uh, but there's not really much there for me. It just sounds like it's like you had a bunch of leftovers from meals that were very good and you put them together and it's still fine, but they don't taste like they belong together. So you're saying that if Godsmack and Alice in Chains are Thanksgiving... This is Black Friday. Yes. In insofar as you're eating that leftover food. Yes. That is exactly what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Food I imagined box. people shopping. Yes. No, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um I imagine the deals. <laughs> the sorry. deals. The deals. Um, you know what? There was another review for this album on seaoftranquility.org. Um, from uh, reviewer Michael Popke. He said, When North Carolina's aggressive metal band Slave Machine finally got its big break by participating in Jägermeister's Jäger Music Program, which afforded the band an opportunity to share the stage with Anthrax and Lacuna Coil, everyone but singer Ryan Taylor up and left the band, claiming they weren't cut out for the heavy touring Slave Machine's newfound success demanded. Well, screw those guys, I say... Taylor reassembled Slave Machine, re-recorded Disfigured Consciousness, an earlier independent release of the album, deemed the band Jaeger-worthy in the first place, found a label, and released Disfigured Consciousness to the masses, with a graphic cover and lyrics equally intriguing, a sound that bridges Megadeth, King's Axe, and Godsmack, or some such combination, an attitude aplenty... Slave Machine deserves the recognition. The dual guitars are alternately sludgy and intricate, and the rhythm section is deep and dark. Dark riffs. 
Okay. Uh, the primary weakness, and it's a small one, may be Rodney Young's harsh, yelled background vocals, which grate against Taylor's clean but raw delivery, especially considering that Slave Machine has a knack for quirky, mesmerizing melodies. For proof, listen to the album's opening and best track, Another Way to Die. Perhaps next time, Taylor and the boys might want to consider cleaning up the vocals and opting for even more melody without sacrificing Slave Machine's inherent aggressiveness. Still, Disfigured Consciousness is a solid record, and one that has been spending a lot more time in rotation than, frankly, I expected it to. Hmm. It's a four-star review from SeaOfTranquility.com. Also sounds that, while he agrees, I, I'm surprised this guy did not say certainly aggressive in this review. Because, I mean, he's... Yeah. Um, gave the album four stars. And you know what? He makes some uh, some assertions about what was going on in the band. And I guess I thought that was that. And then... I went on my mouse, and I don't know if your guys' mouses do this, uh, but I scrolled down. What? I scrolled yeah. down. It allowed oh, me to scroll. That's new. And when I scrolled down, I found that there was something here called reader comments. And these readers aren't just readers. They are former members of the band. <laughs> and they have things to say. Jenny, did you want to start off with some of these? Yes. Uh, the first comment comes from Lee Whitfield. His score, five stars. He says, as the original drummer for Slave Machine, I just have to say, wow, this planet is a lot of fun. See you when it's over, kids. Ominous. 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 Then uh, someone else who said their name was I'll Be Anonymous 2 said, as a person close to this band for quite some time, I can tell you that the two previous comments, are these out of order? These are out of order. Yes, they um, are. All right. We're going to read them out of order. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. All right. Um, yeah. I can tell you that the two previous comments were made by former members of the band who are, to say the least, upset over Slave Machine carrying on without them. The original bassist in Slave Machine was not Aaron Xavier. He was brought in as a replacement for Jimmy Johnson, who played bass on three tracks in the album and also co-wrote a couple of the songs. When the drummer, guitarist, and bassist decided to leave the band in the face of a recording contract from Reality Entertainment and the prospect of a heavier touring load, original member and lead vocalist Ryan Taylor made the decision to carry on with new members in the band. The three members who willingly left the band were very vocal about the fact that they did not want Taylor to continue using the Slave Machine moniker. When he did, he simply wanted to and the record contract required it, relations became incredibly strained. While the last incarnation of Slave Machine never recorded as a unit, unfortunately, as it looks like Disfigured Consciousness will be the one and only Slave Machine album, the band continued to entertain crowds and write and perform great music until Taylor shelved the band to pursue another project. None of the previous members ever saw the new Slave Machine perform live. In fact, the new additions to the band were in many ways superior in talent to the former members. Any critical comments made by former members serve as nothing more than a testimony to sucking on sour grapes. Wow. Wow. Well, Aaron Xavier also posted here, my score, five stars. So at first, the above mentioned comment is a thousand percent true. Eric, Lee, and myself left the group of our own volition. Secondly, without financial backing, I personally procured... There would not have been an album to begin with. Just ask Ryan about this. Also, without Craig Stiegel, who orchestrated many of Slave Machine's promotions, 
we would be stuck in Jacksonville, North Carolina, playing the same two places night after night, which is exactly what happened when we left. Ryan knows the truth. The true core of the band left after putting up with a marginally talented screamer, confirmed, and his ego long enough. Lastly, I appreciate all of the true fan support we had from 2001 to 2004, and I apologize to those who endured the crap fest that followed after we took off. I'd like to see what you all have to think to see if there's anyone out there who disagrees. Peace, Aaron. And finally, we have another anonymous comment said the other guys weren't out, cut out for touring actually just got fed up with the lead singer disease BS they had dealt with for years. Also, none of the current lineups, save for Ryan, played on, sang on, or had anything to do with this album creatively or financially. Another bit of information most people don't seem to be aware of. So, while Slave Machine has now carved a little bit of a niche in North Carolina, it has not, and most likely will never, leave the confines of said state. The glory days are long gone. Jenny, you, you missed uh What did they score it? Oh, it appears to be just a... What is that? I believe that's a thumbs down. Is emoji. it a thumbs down? Okay. But like, it's like it, just, it looks like a chicken sh- wing or a shrimp <laughs> or something. It does. <laughs> it looks like they gave it one shrimp. <laughs> um, that is an incredibly dramatic uh, bit of action going on in there. Also, yeah, we completely read those comments completely out of order. So I think if you go back to Lee Whitfield's comment, um, I think he's reading all this drama and is saying, wow. Um, this is just a lot of drama. I I think he was going to come in and say something. I think he saw what was going on. Maybe he saw a comment and he's like, I'm going to dip into this. But first, I'm going to just go over here and just like make myself a sandwich. And then I'm going to come back. So he made himself a nice sandwich, ate it, maybe had a glass of milk with it, you know, maybe read like the paper. And he's like, all right, I'm ready now. I'm going to I'm going to air things out. Goes in, reads all these comments and goes, "Woo! I'm the original drummer and y'all have fun. <laughs> Too much for me. Too much for old Lee. Could be. All right. Well, we've got some songs left here, so let's keep going. Up next, we've got Come Save Me. Put that chain in my mouth. Put that chain. Give it to me. 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 Give it to me
Yum. Yummy, yum, yum. Yum. yum in yum, my yum. tongue. Yum, yum into my tongue. <laughs> yum, yum, yum into my tongue. Am I here with with am I here with some some hungry trolls? Yum, 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 I love yum, to eat yum. chains. Give it oh, give, well, give it to me. I, I have some chains for you guys, but I mean you gotta stop eating my garden. Mm, give me the chains. Give it to me. Oh, oh, okay, well here here's some chains, but but please just leave my garden alone. Trolls. Stop planting chains. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep Growing so well. Give it to give, give it, it to, to me, me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Get, get out of here, trolls. <laughs> no, no. Oh, boy. Our finest bit yet. <laughs> One of our best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those characters are coming back. <laughs> That's the best one yet, boys. Good for us. We aren't out of ideas, baby. Oh, when we no. don't have songmeetings.com, we got plenty to work with. This don't take on it. it is not on E at all. Uh, give, it, uh, give it to me. I'm a troll. <laughs> Trolls who eat chains. There you go. Yep. Uh, oh, that was the don't most local talent idea. bit we've ever <laughs> That's done. It. That's a good one. All right. Um, yeah, let's just go to the next song. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got Obsession. Where is your God? Or is he saying both? I don't know. I didn't even try to understand. Everything's yarled. It's hard to understand a yarl. So you would say that you were not obsessed with this song, Jenny? Obsessed. I was not. If I'm going to have a song about obsession, it's going to be Mariah Carey, Obsessed. So are, are, you, are you on board with that song? Because I didn't think that was one of her best moments. Well, we have a three and a half hour episode. <laughs> clearly, clearly we are not always on the same page about Mariah. Right. But yeah, I mean, I like it. Okay. Was it one of her best? Maybe not, but we're doing top hundred. It's in there. Wow. Okay. Mariah Carey's got a lot of songs too. Okay. Uh, Matt, were you obsessed with Obsession? No. No. <laughs> Sorry for asking. My no. bad. No, I wasn't. I was looking Why for more chains to eat. Thank you uh, very much. Give it to me. I'm a troll. I want some chains. Oh, these trolls eating chains. Um, well, there's some meaty bass on this song I wrote in my notes, and that I thought that this song was definitely good if you were on the Jägermeister tour. I would say that this would, would be perfect. If I went to the Jägermeister tour, which, what's the audience like at that? Are they just all throwing up like by six like i don't know because i feel like if you're at the jaegermeister tour your beverage options are going to be largely jaeger 
and I just feel like that could I could go bad. That could go really, really bad. Yeah, I think I don't know if I think back to any of my Jaeger fueled times. They're all bad. Yeah, I I I'm I feel like that's the thing. You talk to anybody, and they'd be like, "You ever have Jaeger?" He's like, oh, "I can you know, tell you a story." Oh, I can tell you a story. This one. Yeah, like I, I can't. It, it's usually like, I don't drink Jaeger anymore because in here comes the story. Yeah, I it, it's a it's one of the rare alcoholic beverages that I feel like is just like the any imbibing of it ends in catastrophe you can have a vodka something and it could be fine it could be a nice drink you had that night you can have bourbon no big deal but jaeger it's it's just gonna be it's just gonna be some some insane story you tell if you survive it true let's keep it going all right up next we've got mind of madness I spoke to my god this morning And he had nothing to say I broke all the beast got us He left to send me on my way Are you outside? Now I'm running for my So this song was interesting for me because this sounded, this sounds pre-new metal to me. This sounds like the type of stuff that was coming out like post Far Beyond Driven Pantera, like Korn's first album is out, but like people are still in that sort of thrash, post-thrashy vibe and they haven't totally gone new metal yet. So, so it's, like this sounds like something that would have been on uh, Z-Rock in like 1995 yes. Yes. and and so i i was like wow it's really weird to hear that here because it seems i mean even at that time it was like this is going out this is not going to be the popular thing anymore but now to hear it on a record that ostensibly came out in 2003 2004 it's like 10 years way too late um so this one just yeah this just sounded like a weird sort of time capsule song to me um I think the only thing that really kind of identifies it as a 2003-2004 song is the Yarl, more than anything else. Jenny, this take you back to 95? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I was 11, I was doing big things, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, I, I think so. It, it kind of, yeah, it, it gives me a little bit of like Rob Zombie, too. Oh, yeah, I could hear that, yeah. Yeah, not... Not my fave, but it it was interesting, and it did make me, uh, once again, gave me a little chuckle. And I was like, all right. I, th- I think anything that is, like, of this 
genre, the style it will make me laugh because I just think it sounds so like macho in an embarrassing way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he woke up, he spoke to his God this morning. He had something to say, but then I, I don't know what he said because it was all yarled. But yeah, there's a, there's a, a real well. That's the thing. Also, is that this type of music sounds like it would be delivered by a man wearing no shirt, <laughs> and yet it is delivered by a man in so many layers. That is the shocking thing about it. I'm expected bare chested, maybe with some wild tribal tats on his chest, maybe a barbed wire tat on his arm, and instead. I'm like, are you going to the 7:30 Matrix Reloaded? Like, where, what's going on? <laughs> like, with this outfit? I mean, also sunglasses inside at night is a bold move to do, and is uh, has only been successfully pulled off by, I would say, the cast of the Matrix and by Blade. So, mm, there and we go. Uh, yeah, just I just rewatched Blade the other day, you guys, and it is still a perfect film. So wow, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Little Twisted. <laughs> I'm a little twisted. <laughs> this sound. Stop. We've just had three songs in a row that all started like this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Matt. I'm a little twisted. You're just a little twisted, you're just a little girl. You made your bed a lion right here in your perfect world. So, uh, Matt, um, we didn't tell you this before the show um, started, but um, we got a coup, buddy. We got it. We have the little twisted girl on the line. We have her here to just talk about how little Uh twisted she is. Um, Little twisted girl, are you there? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a first. This is a first. I I, I can't believe we got you. Um, Just um, what I've been told by the band Slave Machine is that you're just – a little twisted. Can you talk us through what that means for you? Uh, just a little twisted. Um, I can spin in circles really fast. I just a little twisted. Just a little twisted. <laughs> just, just a, a little, little twisted. Just a little. Let me ask: not- Are you uh-huh. into the Nightmare Before Christmas? Um. Yeah. Okay. I like Coraline. Just a little twist. Just a little twist. <laughs> 
just a little twisted. Um, tell me, uh, little twisted girl. I just have just a, one more question to ask. Um, uh, yeah. Do you, are you are you on the frequent shopper program at Hot Topic? Oh yeah, I am always at Hot Topic. Can you guess how old I am? I'm gonna guess that you are 47 years old. Correct. <laughs> wow wow what a catch what a catch um jenny i know you were just in the bathroom there we just talked to a little twisted girl oh i missed Um, her yeah she's um she's 47 years old Mm, yeah makes sense yeah matt i know you love this song oh yeah why oh yeah loved it Yeah, the thing about this one is that yeah, it's uh, we've, we've done this move. We've heard we've this, this song a couple times already. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I wrote in my notes that there is at two thirty. There's a a walk a walk apart. That's what I wrote <laughs> in my notes. Don't ask me. I wrote it's a walk a walk apart into a solo, kind of interesting, which fits with the song that's a little twisted. Just a little twisted. Just a little twisted. What would you say percentage wise? Would, would, if you're a little twisted, how twisted does that make you percentage-wise? 20% twisted? 40% twisted? 5 to as 10% much as, twisted. Oh, I'm going to say as much as 33. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. little twisted. But I guess that, that would be marginally twisted. Mm. Which, I mean, imagine having that song. This song's called <laughs> Marginally Twisted. <laughs> there you go. This song's called Twisted with Caveats. Twi- um, this song's called Twisted Enough. <laughs> 33% twisted. Mm. Um, believe it or not, we have a couple more left. All right. Well, I do well, have a question before we get there, which is how respectful of our time is this album? So this album comes in at 45 minutes and 46 seconds. I mean, that's pretty respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say listening to it, it didn't feel too long. Did, Jen, did you give this a Christ God challenge? Not a true Christ God challenge. I listened to it three times, but none of those times... The whole way through was I active. I listened to a few songs while I was rowing, but um, actually, no, I didn't because I didn't listen to it over, you know, just speakers. Oh, you didn't you didn't have this one wafting through the house for all the no other than the video. I did not. These were all on uh, different different headphones, certainly different pairs of headphones, but in a little bit in the car. So I guess I, you know, I did a smattering of listens. How about you? Did you Christ go challenge us? I did um, not get to do an active one. Um, I did listen to it in the car. Um, I did get to listen to it over speakers while I surfed the internet. Um, and uh, and then I did notes with headphones. Um, so nothing where I was like, um, uh, you know, loading a dishwasher or going for a run or something like that. Because so, let me tell you, that, that loading a dishwasher to these albums, that's the true test. That mm. separates the boys from the men, the men from the trolls eating chains. Yum, 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 yum. Trolls, get out of here! <laughs> well, they're hungry. What can I say? Uh, all right, we got a couple left. Up next, we've got It's Not Real. Is it everyone else? I fail to see. 
Matt. I'm not enjoying myself is the oh, problem I'm here. Sorry, I'm just I'm sorry. Uh, we're just muscling through at this point. I'm getting chains left and right. <laughs> I've also got <laughs> a, a little ch- I've got the Godsmack thing happening. We didn't mention that every once in a while he does give us a pretty good impression of Rob Zombie. Um yeah, I'm I'm on the struggle bus for these last few. Well, on this song, I mean he does admit that he knows that he goes too far, but can't you see that he's scarred? And then he asked, should I believe you're the one for me? Now, when I listened to the song in the car, I saw it was called It's Not Real. I don't know why, but I imprinted on it that maybe this song is about how this whole fame thing, this whole idea of like making it big, that shit's not real. That's just just another layer of fantasy on this world. You get up to the next level, there's just another level. None of that's real. But then when I got into like listening to the lyrics really hard and I was taking notes, I was like, I guess this is a bad relationship song. And then I was like, what's the not real part? Like, is he actually like, is he saying that when he seems like he's on his bad behavior, that's not real. He's actually a good person. Or is he saying that he's a good person, but that's not real. And he's actually a bad person underneath. I was not sure where the layers of reality were. Once again, Maybe that is why he's dressed up as the Matrix. That's what we're talking about. So, Jenny, what'd you think of this one? I'm with Matt. I'm not having fun anymore. Uh, I don't know. This album's fine, but I'm just like, yep, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Fair enough. Last song. Last song is called Dark Hallway. need you to roll them dice and take your fucking chances with me all right was this i i was surprised i did not um i did not recall any other cursing on this album until we got the f-bomb here in the last song unless i missed one um 
Jenny, your your eyes are always looking out for f bombs and s bombs. Was this the first swear on the album? It was the first swear I noticed. This was a very, very clean boy, as far as I could tell. Which is surprising, all things considered. I wrote my notes, familiar riff, but I, I don't know why. I just like the line, taste the blood on my soul, and now you want to change me. That line's just funny to me because it feels very like, yeah, we met we met at goth night. And yeah, maybe things got a little wild. and Maybe we, you know, did some blood play. But now you want to change me? That's mm. not how this works, honey. That's not how this works. I'm my own man. Yeah. Um, Never change. <laughs> Never change. Never change. Never change. Never change. Um, Matt, any final thoughts on Dark Hallway? No. <laughs> no real. Okay, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I just don't want to shit talk it because it's like their effort. But we're about to do canon talk, so let me save yeah, it for that. Sa- save it for that, Jenny. Any final thoughts on Dark Hallway? I'm right with Matt there. Well, All right. Well, there you have it. That's the album. That's Disfigured Consciousness by Slave Machine. And indeed, it is now part of the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. All right, Matt. The floor is yours. Here's the thing. You put me at the Ritz in Roseville, the Token Lounge, circa 2004, and this band is opening up for Darren McCarty's Grinder. I'm going to be like that, by the way, it doesn't get much more local than what I just said, but you, you have that happening. I'm in. I'm going to be like, man, fucking slave machine did great. You put me in my sunroom in 2021, listening to this while I'm a bit chilly. And I'm like, next song, please. A great effort. A great, solid, local band CD. They needed to do more to differentiate themselves rather than just being kind of a clone of Godsmack and Alice in Chains together. Um, This cover is an all-timer. I say we put it in the junk drawer, but nothing else. This is a a one-of-a-kind... Woof. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Did not see that one coming. Jenny, over to you. I agree with much of what Matt says. This it sounds good, but there's really nothing here. There's there's not a lot here, I don't think. Yeah, I mean this a mind candy grinder slave machine bill. Can't go wrong there. Uh, as far as putting the cover in the junk drawer, I don't have any objection to that. I, I certainly wouldn't put anything in the canon. Um, this is a, a true LOL of an album cover, so it, it might belong in there. What do you think, Lauren? You know, I, I, I agree with you guys. I felt pretty whatever about this album. It's very workmanlike. It gets the job done. But maybe not the job, you know, like it's getting a job done, but like, yeah, uh, lyrically, nothing really stands out to me. Um, and really, what can't you get here that you could get better somewhere else? I'm glad to have the drama. I'm, I'm sad they went through it, but the drama certainly adds, you know, an extra color to it. And I'm thrilled that everybody decided to use the great forums of Amazon.com 
and uh, rock edge or roughedge.com comment sections to to air it all out much appreciated for that uh but yeah i have nothing for the canon and um i also support this album cover going into uh the new metal junk drawer yeah there we go there we have it so that's slave machine welcome to the new metal junk drawer with your album art i hope that if you at least don't find peace uh that you at least continue to receive timely shipping on your amazon packages and that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. Become a patron. Take part in some of our exciting things we're having over there. We're going to have, I believe when this album goes up, we'll have another vote, or maybe that vote will already have happened. Either way, more voting going on, voting for albums we're going to do. And I think, we can tease this now, um, episode 300, you guys, wow. is coming fast. Episode 300. And we were like, what album to do? What album to do? And then it was like, let's just put it up to vote. So episode 300, there will be a vote. You will help us pick what album to do for episode 300 over on the Patreon. So definitely head on over there for when that goes up. And until next time, Jenny... Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Give me them chains. Give me them chains. Trolls? Greatest bit. Is it just me? Is it everywhere?